So as we think about uh, tonight and we think about the prophecies of the Old Testament, let me have you, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Isaiah. We spent a little bit of time there um, as we have been working our way through the book of Isaiah on Sundays. And we happen to be right in the middle of Isaiah chapter 7 for this Sunday, but let me give you a little preview. Because in Isaiah 7 and also in Isaiah 9, we see great prophecies of Jesus coming. But let me give you a little background um, with what's going on. Because in Isaiah chapter 7, in verse uh, 10, this is what we read. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Now, Ahaz is a king. He's a king of Israel, or king of Judah specifically. And Ahaz is a bad guy. Um, he's sort of like the really, really bad magician in the old Frosty the cartoon. Okay, Frosty the Snowman cartoon. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a despicable guy. He's, he's way worse than that guy, actually. Um, as a matter of fact, Ahaz is such a bad king of Judah. Uh, we read about this in 2 Chronicles 28. Here's how bad he was. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. And he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord as his father David had done. But he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. Now here's what he did. He even made metal images for the Baals, which is a foreign god. And he made offerings in the valley of, son, of the son of Hinnon and burned his sons as an offering according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. And he sacrificed and made offerings on the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. That's a, he's a wicked, despicable king. It's who Ahaz is. And the people of God are looking for a righteous leader. They're looking for someone who will show up and no longer uh, be a wicked despot who sacrifices his children, but rather he would be a man who would follow in the line of David, who would be righteous and powerful and good. And so Isaiah goes out to this wicked king, and this wicked king is now um, trying to figure out how does he stave off um, the, um, the invasion that has come into his land. Because what had happened was Ephraim and Israel had sort of formed an alliance against uh, this king Ahaz, and Ahaz is getting destroyed up and down uh, Judah, and he's losing territory, he's losing territory, and so he's, he's basically sequestered in now Jerusalem. And so he has this great idea. So rather than turning to the Lord and saying, Lord God, would you please save me? He goes, I know I can go to the king of Assyria, and the king of Assyria will save me. So Isaiah the prophet, whose name means Jehovah saves, goes to King Ahaz, and and Isaiah brings his son, who happens to be named, there will always be a remnant, essentially is what his name means. And he goes out to him, and he says, let's have a prophecy. Let's hear about this, Ahaz. So so this prophecy, and the reason I tell you all this, this prophecy is meant to be given to a wicked king, to a people who are longing for the day when they will have a righteous king ruling and reigning over them. That's what we see. So in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. So Isaiah goes to Ahaz and says, Go ahead, ask for a sign, and the Lord will give you a sign to show that He is faithful. And if you turn and repent from your sins and worship Him alone, you will find that He will redeem you, and He will save you, and He will protect you. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And that seems like there's a sense of piety there, but again, this is the Lord asking him, go ahead and ask for a sign. 
And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Which, and Emmanuel means God with us. So you see what's going on in the, the political days of Israel is they're looking for a righteous leader. Now, just a couple chapters later, we have this, this grand um, prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9, and it says this about these people. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Now he's talking about the darkness of their own sin, the darkness of their own depravity, the darkness of the leaders like Ahaz, who have led them astray into false worship. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with the joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us is born, to us a son is given. So in verse 6, it's the culmination of this, this end of tyranny. That's what we celebrate. That's what we celebrate on Christmas. The end of the tyranny of sin and death. It no longer has tyrannical reign over your heart. Because Jesus came, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And listen to this. This is the beauty of this prophecy. Because this prophecy in Isaiah 9 uh, is to the incarnation and to Christmas what Isaiah 53 is to Easter. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isn't that awesome to think that he will rule and reign? How many of you longed in November that Jesus would be on the ballot? Anybody here? Please, please. And they called him Wonderful Counselor. So to think that you can go to Jesus, this, this great Savior, with any of your concerns, and he will give you wonderful counsel. He will tell you right from wrong. He will direct you in straight paths away from crooked paths, and he will do it because he loves you. He's also called Mighty God, which means he has the power, the sovereign power to rule and reign. He's the everlasting Father, which is a reference to creation. He is not only the sustainer of all creation, but he is the creator himself. And he is the prince of peace. You know, we celebrate this Jesus coming because he is all of those things. For those of, you, for those of you who trust and believe in him, he has given you counsel. He does rule and reign. He is the everlasting father, co-eternal with the father. And he brings us peace, peace with him by reconciling sinful man to a holy God. And then what he does after he gives us vertical peace is he actually enables us to have horizontal peace with those around us. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. 
Now, the people who are getting this prophecy initially are people who are being ruled by, pe- by men like Ahaz, who are leading them astray and are thinking that rather than putting their trust in the Lord, they're going to put their trust in the foreign allies that they can pay off. And what Isaiah says and what he prophesies is there is only one. There is a child to be born. The virgin will give birth. And this great one who will come will begin to renew and restore and recreate all things. So the question before us today, there's really two questions. One is, one is this, what do we celebrate at Christmas? What do we celebrate? But the more important question for all of us is, who is Jesus to you? Who is he? Is he your savior? And if he is, then that is good news that we get to celebrate. Good news. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray, Lord, that as we think about Jesus, that we would be in awe of his incarnation and of his salvation. Father, help us, Lord, to love and trust him more. And Father, may we celebrate Celebrate with great joy that our Savior has been born. Father, help us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.